This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, hey, I'm Ricky Bobby. And I'm Cal Naughton Jr. Let's talk about kids on leashes. This is Dirt and Sprague. Fire Safety Week is right around the corner. And here are a few important tips you might want to listen to. Wrapping your kids in newspaper at bedtime sounds like a good idea. Keeps them warm. But guess what? That stuff's flammable. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Hey, we've all run around with an empty milk jug full of gasoline and lit it in an open field. But make sure there's a parent close by. And Brendan Sprague. What's better than a nap? A nap with a cigarette. I know. I do it. If you're going to sleep in bed, make it a hammock. So if it lights on fire, you fall down and wake up. Dirt and spray gone 1080. Fire safety begins in your brain at home. The fan. Hey, what's happening? It's final hour. Dirt and spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. No big deal. Just being a manly man over here. Some grease on my hands. What's going on, boys? What did I miss this morning? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was wondering. I, I, I was wondering how you were going to smell. Look, there's there, a lot of people are going to laugh at this, and you know what? I don't care. I words cannot even describe how proud of myself I am right now. Like <laughs> of all the things that I've done in my life, this has to be top seven manliest things I've ever done. Have you guys ever changed a tire? One time, but I had somebody there helping. Okay. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. two times. Two yes. times. Two times. Yeah. Never in my life have I changed a tire. Yeah. Not because I'm like a prissy boy and I, you know, I find somebody else to do it. I've never had a flat tire in my life. Right. Ever. And so I pull out of the driveway this morning and I got, this is the beautiful thing about new cars. They give you like the, the buzzer alerts on your dash. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pulling out like half awake at 520, whatever it was, drinking my coffee. And I'm like, all right, something's flashing at me and this doesn't look good. And so I'm like, I'm going through my settings, trying to find it. And I have a, there's like a PSI tire pressure setting. That you can get to. It shows you what your PSI is on your tires. And my back right tire was at a 7. <laughs> and I'm like, that seems a little low. Yeah. <laughs> so I Google. I'm like sitting in my car, still in my neighborhood. I Google, like, what should the PSI of tires 32, be? right? <laughs> yeah, it's like 32 to 30. <laughs> didn't know that. I'm like, I had no clue. I don't uh, know. So I don't know this stuff. Was it flat when you left? It was flat as I pulled out of my driveway but this you morning. you didn't, like... I guess you didn't probably see it because you're half asleep, but like I didn't. Well, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it was so dark as wow. I'm getting in the truck. Like I didn't even think about it, and so I'm like, well, okay, that's not good. So I, I went. I literally just went around the block, texted you, was like, I got problems, and yeah. pulled into my driveway, and I'm like, all right. What the hell am I going to do now? I'm like, all right, when does Les Schwab open? They don't open until 8 o'clock. Okay. I'm like trying to find numbers of like people who can come to your house. Right. And then after like 20 minutes of trying to call those at like 520, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's let's see what we got here. You're diving in. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Thank God for YouTube. I pulled up a YouTube video, God. how to change a tire on a Tacoma, and I'm pretty sure I did it right. I, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, you got in. <laughs> I'm here. I mean, it worked, right? God bless YouTube for every house project or thing that we need in our lives. There's always some guy out there like, hey, 
a bop. I'm going to teach you how to change your pipe. Here's what you need to know about this. So there were a couple things here. We I didn't even think about this till Jordan said it because I had opened the show like, hey, Dirt's not here. He's got a flat <laughs> tire. I don't know if he's coming in today. I am panicking. I'm like sweating this morning. I got stuff all over me. Honestly, buddy, I walked in and just assumed it was going to be a solo show with Jordan. I was just like, okay, Dirt's not going to come in today because if it was me, I wouldn't. I'd also have to watch YouTube to change the tire. And by the way, people laugh at this. I said earlier, the text police are not the norm. The people who are like, come on, guys, really? How do you know how to do that? There are more of us Amen. than there are of them. I should do a poll question. Have you ever changed a tire? And legitimately, people are going to lie or either not vote to that because they don't want to out themselves. So here is the picture I had painted in my head. Okay. Because I got in at like 940-ish. No, I'm looking at the clock. It's wrong. But I, at 540, you had text. I knew you maybe not coming in. In my brain... You were on 205 on the side of the highway. That's where I saw you. <laughs> but thank God that didn't happen. And then I thought, okay, he's on the side of a highway. He's probably panicking. <laughs> Semis are barreling down past him. <laughs> and Jordan brings up a great point. He goes, well, I mean, he could just pull over and call an Uber to get in. And I went, you know, I never would have thought about that. Ding, I would have been ding, panicked ding. about my tire. I could have done that, yeah. Fixing it, and I know the Uber would have been expensive <laughs> as hell going there and back. That's a long-ass Uber ride from my house. It is, <laughs> but I didn't know where you were, and so I, I pictured you on the side of the highway not knowing what to do. You're getting sprayed with water as cars are driving by. You're frantically watching a YouTube video. And, oh, by the way, you have a truck. Yeah. And me and Jordan don't have trucks. And so I'm trying to envision the jack situation on a truck and how much different it is for a car. Because a car is at least low, and it if you can get your jack going, it makes sense. Right. A truck is high up there. <laughs> you got to lift it up, baby. So you got to get that thing up. You got to bump and grind down there, man. Yeah. yeah, thankfully it did not happen along the side of a highway. Because if it did, I probably would have peed my pants and not known what to do. Like, I just would have been sitting there with morning traffic whizzing by me. I would have, like, frozen and just sat in the truck bed right. until I could get somebody on the phone <laughs> that knew what they were doing. You come pick me up. So, thankfully, I was just sitting in my driveway. But it did. So, what threw me off as I was leaving, and, I like, there's going to be a tire bro that laughs about this or a truck bro that laughs about this. Oh, yeah. So, here was, here was my issue. I finally get, well, okay. So, I got the truck lifted. And then I did not follow through completely on the YouTube video. I was going, like, step by step, and I didn't realize that I'm supposed to loosen the lug nuts before I lift the truck. So that then delayed me a little bit. Gotcha. I had to re-lower the truck down, then loosen the lug nuts, then lift the truck back up, and yes. then I could remove them. But what threw me off as I was leaving was I put the, the spare tire on, and thankfully there was a spare tire in my Tacoma. And I put it on. I'm like, all right, this, this, I feel like I did it good. Like, I screwed it on. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. But the the alert thing on my dash did not change. And it still says my back right tire is at an 8 PSI. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Sometimes those, because my wife has a Toyota too, sometimes those whatever, like if you took it to a dealership, they would hit a button and the sensor would, would kill it. They, yeah, they would kill the sensor. It requires like a reset. That's yeah, what I figured because yeah. I thought this tire feels full. Right. I'm going to give it a go. Right. And, hey, here we are, baby. I, I will say, I think of the, the tire changing process, I, I said this earlier, the most intimidating thing is not actually the tire. I've changed a tire. It's the pseudo car jacks that they give you in the trunk. Yes. Now, again, I have a Camry. You've got a, a Tacoma. I've seen the jack in the Camry. It's 
it's not even together. You gotta like it's some weird looking jack. Whereas like if you give me a crank jack, that's it. Yeah, I can handle that. I can do that like, whole come thing. On. Who hasn't crank jacked before? Right. Come on, the whole thing would be easy to me. You do the lug nut thing. You pull off. You put on. You tighten it up. There you go. Set it down. There you go. The jack is intimidating. That's the intimidating part for it me. Is. And where do I put it? Am I going to put it on a spot where I'm going to, like, screw something up? Right. Like, lift it up, and there's oh, going to yeah. be, like, a puncture in the bottom of my truck. Yep. Now there's gasoline all over my driveway. Oh, yeah. It's not intuitive as far as the jacks go. No. No, no it doesn't no. make any sense. And, look, you uh, people are, you go ahead. Make fun of me all you want. I know text people line. are texting in. I'm feeling great right now. I, I changed the tire. You should feel amazing. I got a long one-hour work day today. <laughs> Let's go. What did I miss in the first two hours? Huh? How are we feeling, everybody? Uh, everything. Yeah. Uh, you missed everything. Uh, we can talk about everything again if you want. Let's I mean, talk about it all, buddy. Well, I, I want to ask you this. Um, people are telling me the sensor is in the tire that I removed. Okay, so that makes me feel better. Oh, so it's still it's, reading the so tire. it's still reading the tire. And once I took the tire off, I, I rolled it to, you know, it kind of propped it up next to my garage, and I, I heard it. There was a giant nail in there. Oh, really? I heard that. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that makes sense. Now, am I wrong here? I'm assuming the truck gives you a normal size tire as a replacement. Yeah. Whereas the car has a donut. Yeah, yeah. this isn't like a fake spare. It's not like right? a tiny tire. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a real tire. Okay, see, that's that's <laughs> nice. That's at least not because cars have donuts and donuts. You can only go so fast and so far. That's at least the nice thing about a truck is you get the same size tire. <laughs> oh man, I, my adrenaline is pumping. I'm feeling good. I feel like a lumberjack. You know, I don't. I really don't care. The text police can make fun of us oh, all they want. All but you like, want. You know, I hung some things on my wall a couple weeks ago, and I felt so <laughs> proud of myself. You get that level going. You got it nice and flat. Oh, it's it gets oh. dead in the middle, level perfect. wise. I, <laughs> it's it's amazing. I found a stud, and then I got anchors on one side, like. <laughs> First time I repaired my garbage disposal, I was so proud of myself. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I did I, I've replaced a garbage disposal, and I still can't believe I did it because I don't know how to do it again. Dude, it's it's a complex piece of equipment, but once you get it screwed oh, up man. on in there, man, and you get it working, you feel damn good about yourself. There's just, you know, you know what I've learned over oh. my years of being an adult? I, I get it for me. Like, I, Sprague, you grew up how you grew up, I get it. You know, you guys, It's I kind of ask out loud. I think you're not alone here, okay? This is a club that's a lot more full than not. A lot of dads didn't teach their sons how to do things, did they? <laughs> Just a lot of things going on that dads did not teach their kids to do. And my dad taught me how to do millions of things in my life. Sure. Anything home improvement or car-wise, not on that list. And that's kind of what I'm referring to as valuable, the dad is. But, like, the things that we're in a bind and pinch and we need to fix, and it's... My, my dad, dad doesn't a, have those skills. My dad was a cop. Right, because his dad be. probably didn't do Yeah, you're a little... Yeah. Either Your dad's PSI, what? I, he's a cop. So, or he was a cop. He's a retired cop. So 32 PSI, those kind of standard... Just, you know that stuff. It's just those... He's little, out on the road. Those little bits of information that you really need. Is he a motorcycle cop? <laughs> no, no, he was not. Oh, that's he was bad. never a motorcycle cop. Thank God. Yeah, my dad... I mean, I know... Like, he taught me how to do taxes. I used to do taxes by hand. Yeah. I know how to invest my money there properly. Like, that kind of stuff. My dad was all over. Very helpful, by the improvement stuff yeah. no no like he's he, he's the kind of guy that likes to act. he's just like me we like to act like we know what we're doing yeah like if something breaks in the house and the wife starts nagging you about it you're like yeah you know, i got it i'll fix it yeah even though you're like i have no clue what i'm doing here oh yeah right I mean, like that's everything household or car wise and then usually i have to call somebody to fix it and not today man i'm a man now i feel like a man i should have rubbed some grease on my face like some eye black you probably should have yeah like john randall <laughs> you should have painted your <laughs> eyes like john randall and you just had like the big 
menacing eye black on both sides. Oh, I love it. Uh, I didn't know where the spare tire was for those asking. Yes, I did know that. Well, some people struggle getting the tire out. I mean, that's just I, like... I mean, I did. It took me a while. <laughs> it took me approximately two hours to change a tire. But you know what? No shame in my game. First time ever. You did it. Hey, you did I'm it, here. and you're here, and you're going to talk for 30 minutes, and then you're going to be gone. <laughs> and you're going to go, well, it's a Monday, and we're going to redo the show Monday that we uh, we'll do it on Tuesday. How are Beaver fans feeling? Look, I, 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 I said this while you were gone, and I'll say it again. Um, that was a heartbreaking loss. Much like the USC game, you walk away going, I feel like we... how did you lose that game? Yeah, that yeah, was like I mean, the reaction where you dominated the entire first half. And it was different for me because I was doing the Hawks game, so I didn't watch it live. Yeah. So I knew the outcome of the game, and I knew the controversial fourth down decisions as uh-huh. I'm watching. And I'm like, all right, how am I going to feel about these in the moment? And I... Look, maybe the second one you get a little frustrated by because at that point you're up 7 nothing. maybe just take the points. Yeah. The first one, though, like the way your defense was playing and you had a chance to go up 14 nothing. And what have we said about Coletto all year? It's the automatic play. Automatic. Nobody can stop it. Now suddenly it's not, though. Colorado stopped it in a key spot, and now UW has stopped it. So maybe we jinx that by saying it's unstoppable. What, what I would yeah. say, though, is I'm not going to pretend what Oregon State's feeling today. I think Beaver fans interesting. They're all over the place in terms of the fans and how they feel. You sign up for 6-3 and three every damn year you can get it through nine games. That That's an amazing record for that program. I don't mean to poo-poo it. I don't mean to sound like the downtrodden Oregon State fan. I just, I've been doing this a long time. I've, I've watched college football most of my life. I know what the college football world is. For Oregon State to be 6-3, and three, you take it every time. What hurts is this is a team that's as talented as he's ever had and honestly, post-Fiesta Bowl, I think they are one position away from being as good as any other team. I really believe that. It hurts because whether you feel or not feel about the fourth down play, I love the aggression. He's always going to be an aggressive coach. Yeah. The swirling win left him no confidence in his kicking game. And at the end of the day, they don't have a quarterback. And so like, I see these Beaver fans chiming in all the time, and I, I get frustration and play calling in certain spots. I love this coaching staff. I think Bray's good. I think Smith's great. And I think Lingren's actually a really bright offensive mind. I think people don't like the play calling because they can't execute it. They are playing without a quarterback right now. And they largely have all year long. And so how are Beaver fans feeling? They're probably feeling devastated that they feel like they could be 6 or 7-2. and two, And they could have beaten UW, which would have been a great win. But you're not because you don't have a quarterback. It's clear as day. They don't have quarterback play. And so every single game... They're play calling and operating without a quarterback. And I just, I, I don't know what you're expecting here. The yeah. defense was frustrating. They couldn't get off the field on third and longs, but they don't have quarterback play. And so this is kind of who they are until they eventually find a transfer portal guy or finally recruit somebody who can step up and live up to the billing. Yeah, they gave up 11 of 18 third down conversions to Washington. 11 of 18. That's tough. One or two on fourth downs as well. I'll, I'll say this. like at, at the end of that game, <clears throat> it was... It was hilarious when the lights went out. That was the most packed 12 after dark Friday night thing of all time. Plus the bad officiating. <laughs> the horrible officiating. Like, you just, that had packed 12 Friday night game written all over it. Crazy weather, all that kind of stuff. That, I, I, I think, I think at some point, though, and this is, 
easier for me to say because I don't have a rooting side in this in this game. That last drive by Washington was incredibly impressive. It was. Penix like, was so good from inside your own five. When they, when Oregon State punted them down inside the five, I just kind of thought, all right, we're going overtime here. I, the way Oregon State's defense had played most of the night, I know they had leaked a little oil in the second half, but you feel like Washington's not going to drive this thing all the way down. And even if they do, are they going to get in a field goal range and be able to kick it with that weather? To be inside your five five yard line and go on that drive and cap it off with the win. Uh, it was mighty impressive. And, hey, at least they covered. They covered the four-and-a-half number. Well, that was, by the way, by the hairs of their chitty-chin-chin. <laughs> hairs of your chitty-chin-chin. I had Oregon State plus four-and-a-half, and I had an awful pack till picks against the spread weekend. The one game I got right was happened to be the one I've sprayed the line on because <laughs> they couldn't score from the two. Yeah. Look, I'll say this. I think you should feel confident on a Monday of Oregon-Washington week if you're a Duck fan. I think Washington's a good team. Yeah. A lot of credit to what DeBoer has done. Seven and two is a hell of a mark. They have a chance to be, you know, Maybe eight, nine wins this year, depending mm-hmm. on, on what they can do. I think Oregon's got a big advantage in this thing. I'll keep it, though, just to the Oregon State-Washington thing. It was an impressive drive, and in the same way, I, I was sitting on my couch not surprised because Oregon State had time and time again, third and 10, third and nine, yeah. third and 14 or 12, and they would just pick it up. They could not get off the field when they needed to. It killed them. And 87 passing yards. Like, I know the wind's swirling. Penix Jr. is better than Branson. 87? Yeah, he threw for 298. Dirt, I, I watched the postgame press conference with Jonathan, and, and Jonathan's never going to publicly throw people under the bus. It's just not in his nature. It's not who he is. But he was asked, like, hey, what's going on with the passing game? And go watch the facial expressions. It, it's every bit of guy basically telling you, I don't have a quarterback. And 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 that's problematic. I I... It's so simple to do this from a fan perspective to overreact this way. But the reality is you're losing games that you very well could be winning and you're doing it because you're you're so handicapped on your playbook. I suddenly I have to look at Cal and ASU and go, I don't know. ASU is playing really good football. They moved the ball in UCLA. Cal hung with, with USC and Oregon. I mean, damn, Oregon's playing almost as well as anybody outside of Georgia in college football right now. So... You know, six and three is great. Six and six is there, and seven and five is there, and yeah. eight and four is there. Maybe nine and three. I don't know where to go with it. They just they don't have a quarterback, and that ain't changing. Because even Chance Nolan before he got hurt, Chance Nolan was having a worse year. It's frustrating, I think, too, because you have a lot of talented pieces on the offensive line and in the secondary, and you realize you don't want to waste those guys. And that that I think is the tough part with it because it's not easy to recruit and develop guys the way Oregon State has on the offensive line or in the secondary. And those are really good units, and you just you, you hate wasting an opportunity like that with a good team because one position is going to drag you down. Yeah, they're just they're the same team they kind of were last year. They're they're a good defense. They can run the foot. I mean, they ran it for 175 yards. Martinez had a great night. Right, and Washington yeah. knew they were going to run the football on every play, and they still ran it for nearly 200 yards on Washington. Yep. Yet you didn't have enough offensively because your quarterback position is inferior. And whenever you're behind the chains on third down, you're not picking up that first down. No. Any penalty, any sort of negative play, that drive is almost killed because you put yourself in a first and 15, second and 20. It's like that's it. You know you're going to punt the ball back. That ha- I know we're against it, but that happened to them. Their last drive, they last were, drive of the game. They yep. were marching. And Martinez picked up a big play. You're like, okay, they're going to wind this clock down. Yep, <clears throat> they're going to get a go ahead score and they're going to get out of Seattle with this false start, five yard penalty. Followed by a delay of game. Inexcusable to have delay of games. I hate delay of game penalties. I think they're the worst penalty you can have outside of like some boneheaded play. That is inexcusable. Back-to-back penalties. It killed you. It puts you in like second and 14. 
You don't have a passing attack to do that. And so they punt the football, and there goes Washington with the game-winning drive. That was a tough one for the Beavs on Friday night, Pac-12 after dark. Let's get to the other in-state uh, team, because I want to talk about them, how the, the sun is shining. Boy, oh boy, is the sun shining. We'll get to that coming up next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Gonna take a freight train down at the station alone. I don't care where it goes. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, the manliest man there is. I'm back. We've got a lot to get to here in the next uh, half hour or so. Flying in the face, all the haters at the text line. Although somebody's telling me i got to do like a star pattern thing or the wheel could fall off. Now I'm worried. So uh, send me a tweet. What yeah, you mean? go up left, you go right, you go up, you go down. It's you got to make a star pattern with how you screw them on. Oh. You didn't do that, did you? No, I didn't do that. Like as you screw them in, you yeah. can't just go around the circle? I guess, yeah. There, I remember doing that one time, and I was okay. like, what star pattern? Uh, hit me with the YouTube go up, link. Go down, go up, go down diagonally. Go if up. I'm stuck in this parking lot, loosening a tire, can on my way out. George is getting angry. Just go up to the tire and do what guys like us would do. Just go up to the tire, put two hands on the tire. Two hands, feel firm. Shake it around. Shake the hell out of it and see if it comes off. It's not going anywhere. Uh, hey, prize bribe for you coming up in a moment so I can bury all your mean texts on the uh, fan text line. You know, I I was watching college football on Saturday. What a day, buddy. I heard you talking about it as I was on my way in. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, Clemson. They were frauds all season. Uh, we'll see you next year. They're not technically out of it. They're out of it. Yeah, the ACC sucks. They're done. The ACC is yeah. terrible. Clemson has been a joke all year. You know what poll has treated them as a joke? The dirty poll. Uh, and they're going to be out of the top ten on Wednesday. They should be out of the top ten in, in the they college football playoffs. There's no reason for them to be ranked. Alabama losing the biggest surprise of the weekend, undoubtedly. I did not see that coming. Good for LSU. Brian Kelly and his family got a big win down there in uh, Baton Rouge. That was fun. Mm-hmm. The, the reaction for me, though, on Saturday was, was twofold. One, enjoying all the chaos. And two, I don't think things could have gone any better for Oregon. <laughs> You, you needed Clemson to lose because you can't have another undefeated Power 5 conference champion. Yep. ACC is out. Uh, there's a lot of speculation that at some point TCU's might go down, but it might not happen. Who knows? They survived again this weekend. They play Texas, I think, on the road this weekend. They might be Notre Dame in 2012 they where could. they randomly come back and win every game. TCU's a good team. They're a good team. But they have trailed in a majority of their games, and maybe maybe the glass slipper comes off this weekend against Texas. Texas is starting to kind of find themselves a little bit. Um, if TCU gets knocked out, 
I, I mean, I, I never dismissed the idea of it, and I know that loss looms large for national pundits, but if you get to the end of the year and, and you have UW this weekend and then Utah, so like you don't overlook them, and then you go to Corvallis, you had three huge games to end your year. Well, it helped them, too, with Washington winning that game because you huge. get a ranked opponent this week, yep. and if Oregon State is able to win their next two games, they're going to be back in the top 25. They'll be an 8-3 and three team, probably sitting in the back end of the top 25. You got a chance for three straight ranked wins to end the season. Which would be monstrous, but, but, uh, but I, I look at Oregon, and if Oregon runs the table going into the Pac-12 title game, how many teams in the country are going to be able to say, yeah, we won we won 11 straight out. 11 straight, yeah. That's going to be as long a winning streak as anybody. Like Georgia's probably going to be able to say that. Ohio State, Michigan is going to be able to say that. Yeah, whoever wins that, that game, yeah. That's it. Like, that's you. That's you and those two teams. So, you know, Oregon's right there. They're alive and good. I, I said this earlier, and I don't know if you caught this, and it, I, it's blowing my mind, and I still can't <laughs> compute it. Bo Nix has the same stats and somewhat better in some regards than Mariota did in 14. And it's, I don't know how yeah, you feel about this. It's it's very weird. Makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> also makes me really excited. <laughs> it makes me really confused. I don't, I don't know how to feel. Like it's, I, it's blowing me away. Like I, I don't know how many words to come up with, how many times I can apologize. Like there was a Beaver fan tweeting me this weekend showing me screen grabs of stuff I said about Bo. It's like, dude, I've already publicly apologized three times. I've I like I've sent out apology tweets. Like there's I've never been more wrong about anything in my life probably than the Bo Nick stuff. It is incredible. And he had another great game this week. And look, it was against Colorado. But when you're already playing good football coming in and for them to win forty nine to ten, uh, and really be able to not only rest guys in the second half but just kind of take a mental break like you got you're just moving forward to the next three weeks that was the perfect time for the colorado game alex Forsythe sat out the entire second half like we're not even gonna play you yeah we're up by 30 get you get him out of here right so you got to get some depth guys some some run and then on the bow thing too you had the two guys that i considered to be the front runners for the heisman trophy have really bad weekends one of them against the only team that bow has struggled with this year yeah and that was the other part of it being a good weekend for oregon like I think there's still this. There was this wondering throughout the year of how good really is Georgia because we saw them do to what they did to Oregon in Week One, and then we saw them play down to Kent State and play down to Missouri, and they're in some of these games. You're like, eh, but, okay, Georgia's good, but are they? You know, where are they on the elite scale? That final score against Tennessee is one of the more misleading final scores I've ever seen. They dominated that football game. Yeah, they did. They fumbled on their opening drive, and you thought, uh-oh, here comes Tennessee. Held them to a field goal. Next thing you know, it's like 21-3. Yep. They ran them out of the building. Now, it was in Athens. Oregon had to play Georgia on the road as well with actually more fans in that stadium. That was the other part of it, though, was not only did you have Georgia do to another team, not quite to the final score level what they did to Oregon, but you saw them dominate another elite football team. But then Hendon Hooker had a really bad week, and C.J. Stroud had a horrible game against Northwestern. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, you're, not only are you in the mix, but your quarterback, you look at him and you say, he's, he's in the race for the Heisman Trophy. I might be wrong here, but I think I'm going off of what I got from my producer last night. C.J. Stroud is still the Heisman front runner. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. And Northwestern is one of the worst teams in the Power Five. They barely won. Yeah, they're going to excuse that with weather. So he, he, I'm not saying he's out of it, but that, he, no, they no. looked really bad. I know. He didn't look great. They they won that by running the football and playing elite defense. C.J. Stroud is still the Heisman vote-getter right now. He's like the leader in Vegas. Hendon Hooker's still in your top four. Blake Corum is there now because he's having a great year for Michigan. Bo Nix is in the top four. Like, people are really looking at this Bo Nix thing. Big game against Washington, potentially there. Mm-hmm. Although, you guys just really need to run the football and you'll win. Utah, a very good program if he has a big game that week. And then Oregon State. I mean, 
Hendon Hooker and Tennessee might not lose another game this year. They might finish with a one-loss team who doesn't go to the SEC title game, which is a sham. And they'd still be technically in the playoff chase, depending on what else happens. They're still alive. Yeah, because they're going to be ranked ahead of Oregon in the rankings, and they deserve to be. Yeah, they'll probably be five, and Oregon will be six. Yeah. But Tennessee is, you know, Bama set the president of one loss precedent of one-loss teams that don't go to the title game. Hendon Hooker is still going to have a good year. Shroud, Shroud can still make up for what he lost this weekend, and Corum will see what they do. But Bo Nix has the, the 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 schedule and the opponents that if he keeps playing at this level, he's gonna put himself there. Like if we could legally gamble on college outside of a sports book here, I'd throw a couple of bucks on that bet. I absolutely would because you're gonna get long odds on him. You're and, also it's a, the redemption story. I think two voters like. Oh yeah, I mean Bill Conley in his numbers piece. I'd like to apologize to Bo, and he's not wrong, and he's not the only one. There, everybody from Duck fan to national pundit owes this kid an apology. And it's a combination, by the way, of Dillingham offense working perfectly for his skill set. You got skill players there. And, oh, by the way, still only sacked one time all year and largely not even being pressured in these football games. So if you're just looking at the Heisman stuff, his numbers are lined up with Mariota's. He's got better rushing numbers than Mariota's. Completion percentage is better than Mariota. Really? The completion percentage is better? Seven Through nine games, Mariota was 68.7. Wow. He is 73.3. He's got 22 touchdowns to Mariota's 26 because in Mariota's ninth game, he had five tutties. The passing yards, there's a difference of uh, 46 yards. And the interceptions, he had two against Cal. Otherwise, he'd be at three to Mariota's two at this point. He's got uh, 47 more rushing yards, and he's got six more rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so, like, there are stats where he's better He's better through nine games than Mariota was in nine in, in, nine in 2014. And then he's barely lacking and some of the others, and that schedule, if they keep playing this way, he, he's going to have a shot, man. He really is. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Dillingham. I want to get to a couple notes on that because you mentioned I was listening on my way in, which, by the way, traffic brutal when you got to leave at a normal time. Yeah, <laughs> the 745 to 8-something <laughs> crowd is uh, It took me heavy. 45 minutes to get here Welcome this morning, to the man. world, dude. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Jesus, get out of my way. Um, I appreciate all the feedback on what I need to do with my tire before I go, but I want to get to a couple thoughts on Dillingham. You mentioned something on my drive-in. we got to fist up what's happening. Uh, Frank Reich just got fired. I oh, told, he did. I told you that was the next coach to get fired. Yeah, that was the easiest bet I've made in a long time. The under in that game and the Pats minus five. Well, the owner, Ellinger didn't complete a pass until the end of the first half. And and the owner just did the pseudo, he's our coach moving forward. We have our guys thing publicly, and I, that's an easy red flag of, like, I'm actually evaluating him. Yeah, we're moving on. We can't, they can't find a quarterback. Talk about not being able to find a quarterback, man. No. That They have not found one since uh, Andrew Luck early, early retired. Uh, a couple more thoughts on this Oregon thing, and then we'll see what else we get into as uh, we're cruising through the final hour. Baby, long work day for me today. Here's Jordan with SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, how about this? We got more chances for you to win two tickets to six sessions of the PKI and Phil Knight Legacy Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments at the Moda Center, Coliseum, and Child Center uh, later in November. The code word. To text in to 503-250-1080 is PKI. PKI. Text it to 503-250-1080. Message and data rates apply. Please don't text and drive. Please don't change a tire and text. And you can get more <laughs> details at 1080thefan.com. Somebody did say, uh, I did change a tire, and then I got AAA. <laughs> Bad experience. Yeah, I don't have AAA. I'm sure I have some sort of roadside assist. I just haven't ever needed to use it, so yeah. I don't know about it. It's clutch. And then you're like panicking in the moment. I'm like, I don't know if I have anything. AAA is like, clutch if you have it. Yeah, I'd, uh, probably going to get AAA out for this. Uh, we, you were talking, though. I was listening on my way in, and you were mentioning Dillingham. I, I've kind of been on this train for a while. Couldn't agree more with you that he, if I'm Arizona State, if I'm Colorado, if yeah. I you know insert some of these random programs that need a coach, he's on my list. I'm not. I don't know if he's the number one candidate, but I'm definitely sitting down and talking to him. And I thought this weekend was another example. Like it's a meaningless game against Colorado. Everybody knew that Oregon was going to win. It was just a question of are you going to cover the spread? The, the fact that you can find a way to make that game fun for fans and players is such a testament to the man crush that I have growing on this staff. Your first three touchdowns of this game in a game that I'm sitting there wondering, should I watch this or should I watch Georgia-Tennessee? And I'm watching both. I have them on both screens. Your first touchdown is releasing a left tackle into the end zone on his birthday, nonetheless. Well, it's also the guy you gave a lot of money. And, and right? Part of the agreement was, hey. I want $1.5 million and a touchdown. Let me get a touchdown. <laughs> one touchdown a year. Like, what the hell? Let's have some fun. Throw it to a left tackle. Yeah. There's touchdown number one. Yep. Touchdown number two is a throwback to Bo Nix. you got a quarterback that's in the Heisman race. What can we do to put a highlight out there that are going to have people talking about him all day? How about he catches a touchdown? It works easily. He was the, you know, the third Oregon quarterback with uh, Mariota and Joey Harrington to catch, throw in, and run for a touchdown. That was awesome. Touchdown number three is something that Duck fans have jokingly been saying for a long time. Hey, can we just hand the ball to Noah Sewell at the goal line? Like, watching what Oregon State does with Jack Coletto has left me wondering, why don't we do that with Noah Sewell? Yeah. The guy's a massive human being. Just give him the ball. He's going to fall forward for a yard. Yep. They gave him a rushing touchdown. So to not only make it fun for fans in a game that you know is going to be a blowout, but the players love that stuff too. They're responding to it. They're having, a, they're laughing. They're celebrating. Like That's a little different than just handing it to Bucky Irving like you've done it 20 times this year. There's little nuances like that in a blowout game that I, I absolutely love, and it was a lot of fun to watch on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime you can get creative, and I thought they made a good point of this on the broadcast, like part of the reason you also call those plays is because now those teams have to prepare for Throw it. another wrinkle. you got a game plan for it. I mean, I don't even know how you begin to game plan. If you're Washington's defensive coordinator, where are you aiming to stop? Because they You don't have it, yeah. I mean, yeah. Where are you going? Well, by the way, Franklin, who's largely been their best target at the wide receiver position, Thornton had a big day. 
He did, yeah. Hudson had a big day. Like, I, I thought you had some guys step up, and, and it's Colorado, but, like, you had more guys put pressure on a secondary and, and defenses and a coaching staff that has to get ready to stop you. We know what they are, but yet every weekend they throw a wrinkle in that we're not expecting. The Connerly touchdown to start things off was that was so cool. All right, there you go, offensive lineman touchdown, touchdown for you. And so it wasn't a surprise that you took care of Colorado the way that they did, and you win by thirty nine points. It's just the manner in every week doing this. And and Dillingham, I'm not even sure he's emptied the bag yet. That's what's crazy is these programs probably going to become calling him, especially programs that are like Colorado. They're in desperate need. Shake it up. Let's be fun at least. I kind of want him to stay another year. And I wonder if that's a priority for him because they could have Bo Nix return. They have Dante Moore coming in at quarterback. But you could bring back quite a bit of dudes from this year's team, and then you add Dillingham returning. I don't know what he's going to do. I know the reports of landing in Auburn and that BS rumor mill stuff right now (laughs) is out there. It's not happening. I'd be more concerned about Dillingham than I would landing at this point. And I hope I hope Dillingham, for your sake, comes back because man, he he's made that offense a lot of fun to watch. I I think the thing too, and it's interesting that Landing has kind of worked his way up to a similar point where Dillingham is at now, right? Where he's an up and coming coordinator. I'm sure he had some smaller programs that were sniffing around and calling him. The thing is, if you continue to have success and if you continue to hang around. You might not have to take the Colorado job. Like taking the Colorado job isn't always the best career move because it's not a guarantee that you're going to turn it around. There's a lot of work that needs to happen at a place like that. And I wonder if there's a there's a dialogue there of saying, "Hey man, you're 32. Like to your point, stick around one more year. Imagine if we do this again next year. What kind of programs are going to come calling yep. if you back it up and do it for back-to-back seasons and then maybe you don't have to take one of these jobs. It's a total rebuild and you can go someplace with some talent uh, that's ready to win right now." So, I don't know, it was a great weekend for Oregon because of everything that happened around them. They got to play Colorado. Bo Nix is alive in the Heisman race. Uh, a good weekend. The only bone I had to pick, by the way, so I thought about this. You had your Pac-12 power rankings that you came out with. That you and Swag never responded Hey, to. I responded this week. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, you didn't really give me uh, yours. You just said, I have no problems this week. I thought about it, and I have a problem. Okay, what is it? The win, this team beat that team? You're so. ruffling a head-to-head with Utah and USC. Yeah, here's my only logic or defense to it. Utah did win that game. Great football game. USC damn near was up 21 points in that game. They were. I don't think that comeback happens unless they're playing a night game at Rice-Eccles. Come on, part of it. Uh, It is part of it. That's definitely part of the (laughs) equation. Um, But if USC, and this is the big thing for the Trojans, because if they don't get healthy, they won't beat UCLA. No. But if they're healthy, I just think they're better than Utah. Yeah, what are we, like? How, what do we make of them right now? Jeez, defensively, to give up nearly 40 points to Cal I, after giving 40 to Arizona? The, the excuse is that they're banged up, and that's fine. That A lot of teams are banged up. Yeah. But the way they're playing right now and the way they look, I have no confidence they'll beat UCLA. It's a rivalry game, so I don't dismiss it, but yeah. I just I feel more confident in UCLA. Uh, let's close up with this. Uh, was this or that more impressive for the weekend uh, in the NFL? I want to ask that question. The Blazers are in action tonight. Yeah, they are. They got a win on Friday. I had I didn't even, I totally forgot that game was going on. And I got yeah. home from doing the broadcast, and I'm like, holy smokes, the Blazers won. I had to catch up on the highlights. And they got thing. their ass kicked the next night. I mean, we all saw that coming, did we not? Without yeah. Damon Ant playing them two two straight nights, like there was yeah. no way they were going to win that game on Saturday. Phoenix was going to be pissed. Uh, so let's close up there, NFL Blazers, and uh, we'll close it up next on the fan. Is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan? Someday I'm going to run for commissioner of Major League Baseball and I'm going to ban the team from or the World Series from happening during a pivotal college football game. 
Well, Could you end your season at a worse point than that? It was at the same end of, like, at the exact overtime moment or whatever of Alabama LSU. It wasn't great, and, and everybody, I think, at the moment is kind of the baseball game's wrapping up and you know it's over versus, like, is Alabama going to lose again? I did note this, though. They had a Thursday matchup with the NFL last week. They damn near doubled the audience for the World Series over the yeah, NFL. Yeah, because if you only got one game to watch, right, there's that. And then it was Eagles and Texans. That game was terrible. It was only a question of would Philly cover the spread, which they obviously didn't end up doing. But I just that, – that was – congrats to the Astros. Congrats to Dusty Baker. I know you talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just I was just sitting there chuckling like, great timing, baseball. Great time. The whole all of Twitter is exploding because Alabama just lost again, and nobody thought Alabama was going to lose. Brian Kelly and his big balls going for two to end yeah. the game, yep. and then oh, oh yeah. By, by the way, the Astros won the won the World Series. <laughs> Great timing. If I if I ever become commissioner of Major League Baseball, I'm going to play those games. Weekdays are okay. I'm okay going uh, like a one to one head to head with an NFL game, even if it's uh, especially Thursday night because that's on Amazon Prime. But. Uh, don't don't play on the weekend, man. Just don't do it. It's a bad idea. Let me ask you this out of the NFL. We'll get to a lot of NFL stuff tomorrow. What is more surprising, the Jets beating the Bills this weekend at a, as 11-point underdogs, Josh Allen looking human? Buddy, second half of the Green Bay game and that entire game e- now. And did you see him grabbing his elbow on the last drive? I did see that. Watch the elbow. Stafford was dealing with elbow stuff. He didn't e- look good. That or Justin Fields all of a sudden looking like a top five quarterback in the NFL because boy oh boy was he fun to watch yesterday. You know I I think it has to be the Jets off of this principle. Justin Fields and the Bears have finally found an offense that suits what his skill set is, and that's running the football and using using his athleticism. He had 178 rushing yards. Well, he's also really good at throwing the deep ball. Yeah. He just struggles in the intermediate game, and they were trying to get him to run an offense that wasn't good for him. I, I, the reason I took the over in Miami-Chicago on spreading the line was I have all the faith in the world the Dolphins' offense is legit. But I've also seen the Bears the last three weeks now. 33 against New England, mm-hmm. 29 against Dallas. Those are two good defenses. I just felt like they were going to put points on the board and put fields in a good position. So I wasn't surprised they were able to do that offensively. The Jets winning outright? <laughs> Man, How in the world did that happen? I don't know. And Zach Wilson, <laughs> it wasn't like they won the game because of Zach Wilson. He actually played well he for was him. O- he was okay. Yeah, he he hit throws when they needed to. When he needed to, he he left the game with an injury and came back. That's Jets defense, man. It's as legit a defense as you have in the league. I think they're up there with Philly, Dallas, probably New England, Tampa. Uh, the Rams defense is still good, and the Niners went healthy. Like those are probably your seven best defenses in the National Football League. And to do what they did against that offense, a season-low 17 points for the Bills? Man, I the Chiefs barely winning and the Bills losing outright. I'm not going to get over my skis. I still think they're the two best teams in the AFC. But don't these weeks kind of kind of reignite the feeling of we might not get the Bills or Chiefs in a Super Bowl. Like, it might be that kind of season. We all thought it was going to be the case last year, and it wasn't. There's surprises every year in the NFL. Every single year. And there's no doubt, man, your point on Buffalo the last couple of weeks, they look vulnerable. They do. Like, their offense has not clicked for two straight weeks now. And he is throwing weird, bad interceptions that he shouldn't be. Like, it looks like rookie year Josh Allen. Like, he's still a stud. I think they're going to be fine. But when you have back-to-back lunkers like that, it does make you raise an eyebrow and say, what, what's going on there? Denver and Russ are still weird. The Raiders have blown multiple 17-point leads. And the Chargers are barely winning or losing. The Chiefs now have better odds 
to win the AFC West than the Bills do in the AFC East. And I didn't think we'd say that at this point in the wow. year. Wow. Wow. Uh, Ravens and Saints, Monday Night Football on ESPN tonight. I'm probably, I don't know where to go on this game. I, Ravens are banged up. The Saints are coming off a win. It's a funky one. I'm kind of staying away, I think. I, be I don't away. feel great about either side. Try and play a couple of props. Blazers in Miami tonight. It's going to be a tough one. It sounds like Dame and Simon. Uh, Dame's still out. Simon's questionable. Uh, they're an eight-point underdog tonight in Miami. Yeah, Miami's not a great matchup for them. Not a great matchup. They already beat them head-to-head, though, so you got that going for you. Um, but there you go. Hey, good little show. I can, I can do this more often, man. <laughs> One-hour workdays is great. I'm going to get another flat tire tomorrow. I'm going to go try my star pattern. Hopefully my tire doesn't fall off You're on gonna my redo way home. it, huh? I'm not going to... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test my lug nuts and make sure they're good. There you go. I'm going to test my nuts make sure they're tight. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. Uh, Colin is next. Listen to 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.